right. Thank you so much, my dear sister. And thank you for all that good singing tonight, congregational songs. They're always right on. And I uh, praise the Lord for that. And um, enjoyed the, the fellowship with the preachers today. And uh, I don't really know Brother Geddes that well, and it was a joy to have lunch with him and get to know him a little better. And uh, how are you doing? Good. Doing okay? Good. Well, you ready? Have you talked to the Father today? Yeah, it's getting better. Uh, people's nodding their heads. Yeah, that's a good thing. And, uh, but those of you that could not nod your head, shame on you. And uh, because we need, we need to be able to let him know we are thankful for the breath that he puts in these old bodies every day to wake us up. And um, uh, at the end of the service, I'll, I'll talk to you about, about the uh, Intercessor Bible. And I will also, we brought some of these books uh, we were able to bring 15 of these. And um, I, uh, I wrote it years ago, but I have up, I put a new cover on it and updated the statistics that's in this book uh, that lets you know and lets me know why we should be an intercessor because our country is a mess. Our world's a mess. And I put uh, quite a few statistics in there. Let me call your attention tonight, please, to Ephesians chapter 3. You thought I was going to say Colossians, didn't you? Uh, Ephesians chapter 3 in verse 13. I would like to bring a message to you on this subject, the ableness of God. Maybe tomorrow night we'll bring a message on the power of God. And um, because he is, he has the power and he's able to use that power for our good, for the good of our world. And so in Ephesians chapter 3, if you'll stand with me for just a few moments here, I'll read our text. See, the Apostle Paul considers it a high privilege to proclaim God's special mysteries concerning the church in our text here. And he said, Wherefore I desire that ye faint not or do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. This is one of Paul's greatest prayers. And he is praying this prayer. He is interceding here on the behalf of the church, the local church here. Many times Paul would write to a group of people that he didn't even know, but he loved everybody, and he wanted to help all the churches. And so here he is praying one of his greatest prayers that we are going to have the privilege to look at tonight. Father, I love you, and 
I thank you for the good lunch today, good fellowship with my brothers. Thank you, Lord, for the nap this afternoon. Thank you for just being my father and, and loving me and, and supplying my physical needs and spiritual needs. And, and Lord, I am thankful that I am able to stand tonight again to proclaim your word and Father, I can do nothing without you is the words of my Savior. And Lord, it's my words too. Oh, Father, I pray that you will help me tonight to be very loving, very caring. Help me, Lord, to be sensitive to the needs of my brothers and my sisters as they sit before me hungry. Father, they are hungry to be fed from your precious word. Use me, Father. And Lord, I pray that uh, that lost person that may be here, Lord, I don't know, but you know, and I pray if there is such a person that they'll give their life to you tonight. Before they, before they leave this building, they'll ask you, Lord, to birth them into your family. Again, Father, I love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Those of you that are taking notes, and I'm, and I'm seeing a lot of you writing down things, and, and I'm hoping that you write them down and take them home and re-read them and study them, uh, and because that helps you grow. That helps you mature as a Christian. So number one tonight, if you would like to write this point down, one of the things that Paul prayed for, one of the first things Paul prayed for for the church here is that uh, the saints of God would be strengthened by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Ghost. And um, the same person, the Holy Spirit and the Holy per Ghost. I know as a young preacher, I had this guy to jump up. And, and he taught that they were different. They are not different. They are the same person. And, and, and listen, he is a person. He's on an it. And he has all the attributes of a, of a person. And so I love the Holy Spirit. I love that he's inside of me because he keeps me out of a lot of trouble if I'll follow him and if I would just uh, let his, his fruit uh, uh, work inside of me. Uh, I'm okay when I do that, but if I get out, if I get away from him, oh, my soul, I get in trouble. And you do too, right? You Don't look at me like you don't get in trouble because you do too. And, uh, but I want you to notice in verse 16 of chapter 3, we read verse 13, but here is verse 16. And he says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. And this verse means about the same thing as Ephesians 6.10. If you would like to turn there, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
And so in Ephesians 3.16, the wording to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, it is not a prayer for physical strength. It's not a prayer for intellectual strength, but it's a prayer for strength in the inner man. In the inner man, you understand what I'm saying here? So the Apostle Paul is speaking of the hidden man of the heart in 1 Peter 3, 4, and the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness in Ephesians 4, 24. So what is he, uh, what is he speaking of here? He is speaking of the believer's heart the believer's mind, the believer's soul, as our physical body needs to be strengthened every day. We have to eat food to be strengthened every day. We have to take care of this this body physically. But church, listen, our inner man needs constant supply of strength too. And uh, we need this strength. Why, Brother Beckham? Why do we need the strength in the inner man to bear trials, to put up with trials, to put up with tribulations and afflictions, to resist temptation, to carry out God's commands? And we have a lot of those in the Bible, don't we? And we can't do it in our own strength. I've tried it. I fell flat on my face. Uh, It's better to let to live every day, minute by minute, in the strength of the Holy Spirit. And that is what Paul is praying here uh, for these uh, believers. And he also is praying that they will live a life of faith. Because if they don't live by faith, then it's impossible to meet God. So the source of this strength is the Spirit of God. And notice in the Bible again in our text, it's by God's Spirit. It is by God's Holy Ghost. It is by God's Holy Spirit that that we uh, get this strength to face the world that, that hates our guts. We have to face the devil and he hates us. The demons of hell. Uh, we, we need this strength to be able to withstand, to, to put on the whole armor of God to be able to withstand the wiles of the devil, the methods of the devil, the, 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 the trickery of the devil. The devil has a lot of tricks in his little bag. And, and, and that's the strength I'm talking about will help you to combat that and to be victorious during, during these attacks that the devil gives us on a daily basis. You know, someone said, Brother Beckham, I have trouble with the devil all the time. He rides my back all the time. And I know maybe I have said this here. I, I say it almost every day or every night to somebody. You don't have to have trouble with the devil. You don't have to. Because one, one lady and, and her husband said, Brother Beckham, I, I, I'm seeking victory. 
I'm seeking victory over the devil. I said, dear, dear friends, you don't have to seek victory over the devil. Jesus gave us victory over the devil 2,000 plus years ago. We already got victory over the devil. What we need to do is to claim the strength that Paul is talking about and claim that victory and go ahead and keep, keep walking straight ahead. Don't stop. Don't, don't, don't uh, get discouraged. Don't get weary. Just keep going. And you can do that if you get and keep strength in your body. If you try to do it on your own, you're going to fall flat of your face. Nehemiah 8.10, listen to it. Neither be sorry, the Bible says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, my. Uh, someone said, Brother Beckham, you, you, you look like you smile all the time. You, you look like you're happy all the time. I am if I keep my eyes on the Lord. But if I take my eyes off of him and I take my eyes off of his strength, I fall on my face just like you do when you do that. So we need, we need tonight to make sure that we are walking in the Spirit. Paul is praying this prayer. And Paul is praying this prayer for us. Now, this scripture is for us as well as for the people that he wrote the letter to. And, and I, I get a little concerned when I hear people talk about the Bible uh, in a way that it's not for us today. The Bible is for us today. These, these chapters are for us too. And we can get a lot of, lot of knowledge from it. So, looking Galatians chapter 5 with me, just for a few moments tonight, I won't keep you long. That's if you smile at me, okay? You smile, I'll smile back, I'll preach the word of God to you, and then we'll get out of here, amen? All right, Galatians chapter 5 in verse 22 down to verse 23, uh, it is this fountain of strength is in the Spirit and for all these nine graces of the Spirit is here in, in this text that I'm getting ready to share with you. And you say, Brother Beckham, when did these graces, you talk about these graces, when, they, when do they come into a person's life? They come into your life at the time of your conversion when you ask God to come into your life and to save your soul, they come into your life right then. And you know what I don't understand? I really don't understand uh, when, when I see a church that is not a loving church, when I see a church that is not a joyful church, and all these things I'm getting ready to share with you, it, it bothers me, it, it, it concerns me. You know why? Because a, a church that is not a loving church and not a joyful church and these other things, it is a church that is foreign to the Holy Spirit. Because see, if you are truly born again and you, have, and you are truly saved by the grace of God, 
let me tell you, these things are inside of you. They will, they'll be evident inside of you. And so when I see a quote, quote, Christian or a quote, quote, believer that is not a loving person, oh boy, I doubt, I doubt they know my Savior. I doubt that they have ever met my Savior. Are you following me there? I'm telling you. Now, look at the first one. Uh, the first one in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, for the sake of time, I won't read that, but the first one, the first uh, grace there is love. And when we become regenerate, uh, the seed of divine love is planted in our hearts. And the Apostle Paul, if you would like to turn to Romans 5 in verse 5, the Apostle Paul says it this way, he expresses it in these words, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So when, when our Lord commanded the disciples in John 13, 34, not Brother Beckham, I'm not the one that is commanding you as a child of God to love one another. But in John 13, 34, he says these words, that church, you need to love one another. That's what he says to the church, to everyone that's saved that we are to love one another. And someone said, well, it's so hard to love. No, not, not if, you, if you try to love in the flesh, maybe, but if you love in the spirit, if you let Jesus become, uh, become your helper and your guide, let me tell you, it's easy to love someone, even the unlovable. It's easy to love them. With the love of Christ, it is hard to love them with the love of Benny Beckham. I'm telling you, there are some people I just can't, I just, I don't know. I, I have to love them in Christ because Benny Beckham don't love them. Right. Amen? But, but with, with the love of Christ that moved into my heart at the age of 16, I can love them. I can love the I can love the drunk, I can love the dope head, I can love the prostitute, I can love them all in the name of Jesus Christ because he's inside of me. Amen. This old temple, uh, when I at the age of 16, the Holy Spirit moved into this into this temple. I became the temple of God, and the Holy Spirit is there to help me if I will let him. Now, if I quench him, if I grieve him, if I slap him in the face. He's gonna, it's not going to be good for Brother Beckham. And it's not going to be good for you if you, if you don't let the, the love of God shed abroad in your heart. And then there's joy. Look in John 15, verse 11. Uh, again, Jesus is talking here about this joy. Joy, wonderful joy. These things, he says in John 15, verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy, he said, my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. Elsewhere, the Bible commands us to rejoice evermore in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, and then Nehemiah 8, 
10, the Bible says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And notice, it is not our joy, and I'm repeating it different ways tonight, but it is His joy that we are to experience. So circumstances and events may be against us, right? But if we abide in Him, in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit will make us joyful. When I look into the life of the Apostle Paul, Paul, Paul would, uh, was not without sorrow. This poor guy, he had, he had sorrow on, on every side of his life. And he, he could testify, and he did testify in 2 Corinthians 7, 9. Uh, just write that down and look at it when you get home. But he said, I am exceedingly joyful in all our tribulations. Oh, my soul. If you read the book of uh, Corinthians and, and just read the, about what Paul went through, up in snake bitten, shipwrecked, beaten, put into prison. All these things was tough for the Apostle Paul, but the Bible gives us a record, a, a testimony of how Paul went through that stuff. In 2 Corinthians 6.10, he also says, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. And church, we too should be able to say, as sorrowful, but all, yet always rejoicing. You say, Brother Beckham, it's so hard. Uh, again, it is hard because we try to do it in our flesh. We cannot be joyful like that. We have to draw our, our joy from Him. And, and, and you may be sitting here tonight and this is just for you. This message is just for you. You've been sorrowful today. You have faced something that you have never faced. Uh, you may be facing financial woes. You may be facing uh, physical problems. You may be facing cancer. You may be facing some uh, real hard stuff. And I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. How can I rejoice in these things? And I'll say it uh, the fifth or sixth time in a different way. Yeah, the way you do it, again... You draw your strength from the inner man through Christ. No other way. You can't, you're not going to make it if you, if you don't draw your strength from him. And, and he's inside of you. Just don't quench him. Just don't grieve him. Let him help you. Amen. And then look in Psalms 5, a verse that I love. A verse that, that I quote to myself quite often. And, uh, and I quote it to other people, I quote it to my family, quote it to friends, I quote it to people I don't even know well. And, uh, and listen to Romans, I mean Psalms 5 in verse 11, the Bible says, But let all those that put their trust in thee, that's you and me, let all of us that put our trust in thee, the Bible says we are to rejoice. 
That's a command from the Lord. That's an exhortation to us. And listen, if we know to do good, now listen to this. If we know to do good and doeth it not, what is it? It's a sin. And Psalm 66, 18 is two verses that I quote almost every day of my life, either to me or to some church or someone on the street or some, uh, I just quote it all the time. I want it to stay within my mind. I want it to stay in the inner man all the time, uh, those, those truths. If I know to do good, Benny, now if you know to do good, you know it's good to pray. You know it's good to love. You know it's good to have joy. And if you're not loving and you're not joyful, then mm, you're, you're in sin. And then listen to this. If I'm in sin, now listen, many of you, every time I'm here, many of you talk to me. Many of you share with me problems and things that you're, that, that you're going through and you have gone through in, the, in, in two years since I've seen you and, and those things. And, and listen, what, wouldn't it be terrible, the prayer guy, the guy that travels all over the world talking about prayer and talking about the need for prayer, and, and I wouldn't even be able to pray for you because I have sin in my life? willful sin wouldn't that be terrible because some of your problems are very serious you know uh, these these problems you are going for it may not be a serious thing to someone else but it's serious to you and it should be serious to me because I have the love of Christ in my heart and I should love you as I do myself I should love you as I love Christ and I want to love you with the love of Christ amen but it would be a terrible thing if I couldn't even pray for you and 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 it's a terrible thing that if you can't pray for your fellow members of Berean Baptist Church it's a terrible thing if you're not able to pray for one another and if you're in a predicament tonight and you say brother Beckham I, I'm not loving like I should I do not have the joy of the Lord in my heart and um, and so the next one is so tough I usually I just stop right here and finish up the next night. But I want to deal with this one, and then we may, may give the invitation. Because I try, I don't try to just get up and preach all this at one time. Um, I have done so, but tonight I, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that. But I want to give this, this last one to you, and then tomorrow night we'll finish the message but look at that word, P-E-A-C-E, is an important word to the Christian life. The first three virtues are somehow linked together in a particular way. Love is the foundation of our Christian faith, and we see that in Galatians 5, 13, and 14, where it says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And so where there is love in the heart, joy is sure to follow, and this will bring peace. And, and you say to me, 
uh, Brother Beckham, I remember the message you preached from Colossians about letting the peace of God. I am trying to let the peace of God rule in my heart and let him be the umpire in my life. And, uh, and, and if, you, if you're here tonight and you say, Preacher, uh, this peace that you're talking about, look in John 14, 27, and I'm going to read this verse. I'm going to read John 16, verse 33, and then I'm going to, I'm going to just say a few more things and give the invitation. John 14, 27, look at it. Jesus is saying here, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We got a lot of people that are fearful today. We do not need to be fearful because we have Christ inside of us again. I say. And then John 16, 33, our Savior is talking again. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me, that in me ye might have peace. In the world you're going to have tribulations, ye shall have tribulations. But be of good cheer, there's that joy. I have overcome the world, and guess what? He'll help you to do so. Uh, but we have, we have to sit back and we have to say, okay, Lord, all right, I'm giving you my life. I'm giving you everything. I'm getting out of the way. Maybe one of the first messages I preached here many years ago, you may remember it when I said, let your hands hang. Just let them hang. Get your hands off the problem. Allow God to do it. Boy, I've, I've had to learn that. Because I, I'm a fixer. I like to fix things. I should be a helper. I should be someone that just, just stand on the side of Christ and let him fix it. Amen? Yeah. And, and I, hope, I hope tonight that these words will encourage you somewhat and help you to get through. I hope you can go home tonight and go to bed and go right to sleep. I hope that you can get a good night's rest, wake up in the morning if that's God's will for us, and start another day and just live for God tomorrow. Come back tomorrow night. We'll finish, finish the message on the ableness of God and, and, uh, and I, hope, I hope these messages are, is helping you. I hope they are helping you because that's my heart's desire. I, I, I would hate to come to Berean Baptist Church and, and leave and, and not help you. I want to be a help. I want to be a help to me too because when I preach, I preach to me. You understand? I need this. I need to be reminded of this. And 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 I, I told I told some young people not long ago. I was preaching to them. Love young people. Love love the children. Love to preach. My favorite age is around four, five, six years old, and I just love it. 
And um, because they, they just sit there and look at you, smile at you. The whole time they smiled. And uh, I'm trying to get the adult world to do that. Amen. Just smile at me. So, but thank you for listening. Now, you know, now it's, it's up to us to do right. If we know to do good and everything I gave you is good, now it's up to you to take that good and apply it to your life and let it help you. Father, I love you. I thank you so much for, for the time that we have spent here together. And Lord, again, the lost person may be here. Pray they'll be saved tonight. Uh, the Christian believer here, Father, that, that is facing uh, hard times, let them come and give it to you here at the altar tonight or there in the seat. Again, I, I just want to say I love you. And I will hang my hands at this time. And I'll just stand back and, and I'll watch you do the work. <laughs>